you only get one shot at retirement. So you better get it right. That's why we're here to help you with income planning, investment planning, and making sure you're taking advantage of advanced tax planning. Eliminate the financial worries of tomorrow and retire with certainty today by listening to Phil Putney of AFS Wealth Management. This is the podcast for you if you need to eliminate lots of question marks that surround your current financial plan. Welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this week's edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Myself, Mark Killian, joining you along with Phil Putney. Phil, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Mark? I'm hanging in there. Phil and I were just chatting prior to getting started about different landscapes in this beautiful country of ours, and uh, we were discussing Wyoming and Arizona and uh, and all those kinds of things. And then, and then good old Michigan, concrete and snow. That's right. That's right. Concrete and snow, at least in southern Michigan. Yeah. Although it hasn't been get, too bad this year. You get to the northern Michigan, that, that's where you get some of the, the you get more some green. Yeah. countryside up there. That's so. right. You get some pretty stuff up there. Uh, so hopefully, it's been pretty mild here last, as the time of this taping anyway, it's been pretty mild. So Yeah, we've had an incredibly mild winter, so knock on wood. I mean, yeah, that's the, right. The farmer's almanac wasn't right yeah, yet. So, so far, yeah. And it's running out of time, maybe, but you never know. That's right, yeah. That's right. That uh, Puxatani Phil did see a right, shadow, I right, guess. So we're... Right. we're on a short winter schedule now so maybe we'll, we'll see i'll believe it when i see it right i saw a meme the other day and it said i am not a meteorologist i'm a rodent leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wonder how that whole thing got started i've never really looked at that know. story but it's, yeah. yeah good stuff but it, anyway it's a great uh great fun thing to do so. yeah for sure well hey listen the uh, headline here let's kick things off with a little news headline a uh, recent survey found that a lot of corporate ceos cfos are very pessimistic about the 2020 economy while consumers obviously still, still uh, seems to stay pretty high now granted this was kind of prior to uh, the coronavirus and, and what right, may or yeah, may that's yeah. kind of shaking things up a little bit a little so. bit yeah we've seen some downturn obviously at the again the time of this taping we had about 10 or 12 days straight of of uh falling but it does seem to be picking back up and i was wondering if it's i think it's more a little bit attributed to coronavirus as well yeah i mean i think a lot of that is it's just a concern with the market and or, you know and, and where that virus is heading right and, and when you see companies saying we're closing for two weeks things like that that affects the market right. yeah right yeah i was just chatting with a client about this the other day i mean it's i mean it's not the first time we've seen these kind of things in the these viruses or right. things like sars that. mirrors yeah but I mean, it's if you look at the economy today, it's a much more global connected economy. So mm-hmm. it just has a bigger effect. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, as far as CEOs, CFOs, and, and the public, the consumer, mm-hmm. I mean, it's whose crystal ball is right, you know? Um, I guess if I had to, to weigh in on the, the one I would lean more towards, it'd probably be the CFOs, the CFOs. I mean, they've got their their uh, ear to the pavement, so to speak. They, yeah, I would they're think the one so, running right? the companies and, and seeing firsthand the economy right and um, and as consumers we're kind of more reactionary than we are absolutely yeah I mean, we're, yeah so we're as the coronavirus and, and all that kind of plays in you can see i mean very reactionary i mean it's right know? there in so, the title right we consume which is after the fact you know usually exactly so i mean yeah. it can that that optimism that they have can turn very quickly yeah all it sure. takes is something like the coronavirus or something to to start turning the economy south just a little bit and all of a sudden they could be pessimistic so yeah very but, true yeah i mean it, yeah, mark is moving cycles economies moving cycles you know there's expansion contraction right 
and we've talked about this before. I mean, it's at some point things have to change. That's just what. Is. Well, and I think that's probably adds to it, right, Phil? Everybody's right. waiting for the shoe to drop, and it's like, ah, the this the coronavirus might be the one that does it because you know when China starts talking about closing borders and shutting off the mainland from Hong Kong, that you know that cripples businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and and I've talked with clients on this um, several times too. It's just all these different things that we've seen. I mean, you know, with the the tariffs and all that was going before and now the coronavirus and just tells me, I mean, this economy, this market is, yeah, it's been doing great. Last year was, you know, huge year in the market, mm-hmm. recovering off the, the 2018 downturn, but it's very, very nervous. I mean, yeah, it's it doesn't teetering, take right? much to, yeah. to cause it to go into some unstable volatile time frame so it's yeah. um, at some point it's going to happen yeah um, very true but that's where you got to have a plan in place that uh, that allows for that and accounts for the fact I was that we say, will yeah. go through corrections and yeah just make sure it doesn't change your retirement yeah you have to be able to weather the storm it's like the conversation about well whoever gets elected and that can be adding to the 2020 you know environment conversation yeah. too yeah. but it's like look you're not going to go through one administration in retirement so why are you getting so overly worried about just this particular one you're going to go through multiple well we hope anyway we hope right. you, you live long enough and retire yeah. to see multiple unless we all of a sudden turn to a dictatorship but yeah, yeah, I mean, right. so hopefully yeah we yeah. go through several elections no, so. i was just even thinking passing away <laughs> Hopefully you live 30 years and you see multiple administrations, but, right. uh, but yeah, yeah so. I mean, there's historically, statistically, I mean, in retirement, you're probably going to see two to three bull bear market cycles. Yeah. It's very just true. Yeah. what markets do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, again, I just thought I'd get your input on that because uh, a lot of them have been talking lately and I wanted to kind of, and I think that's a good way of looking at it. I, I would say I would lean towards what they're feeling a little bit because again, they, the CEO, CFOs of the world do have their kind of uh, finger on the pulse, so to speak, better than the consumers do. But, you know, to your point, having a plan in place and having some things to kind of weather some of these storms, whether it's a viral outbreak or a market downturn or a whatever, uh, is all about having that plan. So on this week's edition, we're actually going to talk a little bit about Roth conversions because that's been very, very pretty hot topic the last couple of years due to the tax environment, for sure, right? Yeah, I mean, they have with with the recent tax law change and, and reduction of the brackets, it's um, made them more beneficial and they become a real hot topic. But I mean, I've been working with clients on, on Roth conversions for more than 10 years. I mean, oh, tax wow. planning has been a big part of my practice. Um, so, I mean, it's nothing new to me. And this is a great advantage. We've, we're revisiting a lot of the plans we've done because of the lower tax uh, rates right now. But in fact, I wrote an article um, oh, it's seven, eight years ago, or something like that. I have to look back for uh, the Wall Street Journal called the Tax Title Wave. There was a case study of a client of mine that they hadn't done any planning and didn't see this tidal wave of taxes coming down the road when required minimum distributions hit and they delayed social security to 70 and all of a sudden their taxes more than quadrupled, you know, without wow. Roth conversion. So that's where we did a, a Roth conversion plan and was able to help them um, better manage the tax liability. To kick us off, Phil, with just what is a Roth conversion and, and some things just to initially consider uh, if it's something worth it and paying attention to for yourself. So explaining Roth conversions, to me, you got to look at investments. We always put them in three buckets from a tax standpoint. Your okay. taxable type investments are sometimes referred to as non-qualified money. This is going to be investments that are not retirement accounts. So money in the bank, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, anything you own in a brokerage account. Think of it that way, you know, or outside of retirement. Tax deferred, these are your IRAs, your 401ks, 403bs, RSPs, there's a hundred name firm, but it's your retirement accounts, traditional retirement. 
Those are tax deferred, meaning you've never paid tax on any of that money. Your original contribution was uh, tax. You got a deduction. It reduced your income when the money went in. So it's deferred and all growth is. The third is tax-free or tax advantage. That's going to be a Roth IRA. That's after-tax money has gone in there. And then growth is all tax-free, provided you follow the rules. You know, So following kind of that concept of the buckets, a Roth conversion is simply taking money out of that tax-deferred bucket, that middle bucket, moving it to the third bucket, which is tax-free. And there's rules about doing that. The biggest challenge in doing that is you're not escaping the tax because the the effect of that tax deferred bucket is when you take the money out, you will be taxed on it. The advantage with Roth conversions is you get to pick when you pay the tax. And that's really, you know, one of the, the main considerations that you have to use when you're determining, do I do a conversion or not, is does it make sense in my scenario? Because you are paying taxes before you need to. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's definitely worth considering. And, and we do a lot of Roth conversion plannings with our clients. Right, right. Um, but okay. it's a it's a very useful tool if it's used the right way and, and you understand it. Right, right. Well, so we're going to break down that some more. So now a lot of times high income earners have a question. Is this especially helpful in that if you're a high income person or? Uh, I know? mean, it can be. It's, okay. And that's, again, where you've got to start to map out and, and understand your tax scenario both today and in retirement. With Roth conversions, there's no time frame of, of uh, or limitation on when you can do it. Um, I mean, they used to have income limitations in that, but you can now, no matter what your income or age, you can do Roth conversions. But for high income earners today, it may not make sense to do a conversion or even to contribute to like a Roth 401k. If they're high income earners, they probably can't contribute to the Roth IRA but they could still potentially, if their company allows it, put into the Roth 401k. But if they are truly a higher income earner today than what they are going to be in retirement, it would be more to their advantage to put money in that tax deferred bucket. Gotcha. Okay. And that's kind of the, the traditional concept of putting money in there. Right, um, right. You know, exactly. The tax deferred is you're going to be in a lower bracket in retirement. The one caveat with that, though, I often find that is not the case. Okay. You know, so you really have to run the, the math out to see what does my retirement look like from a tax standpoint? Am I truly going to be in a lower bracket? Right. Well, I add up all the different sources of income I have, including the required distributions I'm getting forced to take. Well, and lately that is a lot of the reasons people are asking about Roth conversions because they are thinking, you know, well, they're hearing the general statements that, you know, obviously if we take the taxes now while we're in a lower tax environment that we currently are in here in 2020, uh, whereas we don't know what it's going to be five or six or eight or 10 or 12 or whatever years from now, you know, that's where the conversation kind of launches from is, well, maybe it is worth considering paying the taxes now versus paying it later. So uh, that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to ask about this. Any common mistakes, Phil, that you see people with the conversions? Yes. I mean, I, I often run into people that they may maybe have never heard of the whole concept of Roth conversions and, oh, this is great. Right. I'm going to get it all converted. You know, so let's right, do it yeah. as quick as we can and may or may not be the right thing. I mean, you, you really, again, you've got to run the math out to see because there's a lot of factors that play into it. You know, from an advantageous standpoint, there's known tax rate structure right now and they're lower. I mean, we've been given this lower tax bracket for you know the next six or so years to the end of 2025. <clears throat> so we do have some potential opportunity as we do conversions at a somewhat lower rate today. But it doesn't always make sense to get everything converted to a Roth. I've unfortunately worked with a couple of clients that came to me too late 
that had heard about Roth and did a bunch of Roth conversions ahead of time, paying way more taxes than what they needed to, had it all converted and they thought they were in a, a great position. And granted, from that point forward, they were. But could have been you, more efficient, you much more efficient. Yeah. I mean, if you get into retirement and you have no taxable income, you've completely wasted today. There's a $27,000 standard deduction for a married couple over 65. Right. Right. So you can have 27,000 of income and not pay a diamond tax anyway. So why would you want to have converted right. it all? <laughs> right. 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 You know, so that's where you really have to balance it out and say, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of advantages to doing it. But you can't just look at today. You've got to look at now all the way through retirement and, and have a, a good balance. So right. Well, let me let me veer off. I mean, it's still same topic, but let me veer away from this for just a quick second and ask you. And and with the with the Secure Act and the elimination of the stretch IRA, I think that's going to because the Roth conversion conversation has been pretty popular for about the last two years with right. the tax rates. Is that going to amp it up even more, you think? Because people are like, well, now that my heirs may, I wanted to leave, let's say, this million bucks to my kids, and now that they're going to have to take it all out and pay the taxes on it within 10 years versus over the course of their whole life, maybe converting it is something I want to do. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's the other side of the equation. When we're doing Roth conversions, we always look at when you pass, where's money being left? I mean, if, if you pass and all the money's in an IRA, it's always been taxed to an heir, but now they've had that ability to stretch. But right. with that being taken away and it now being condensed into a 10-year time frame, um, if it's a large IRA and you know a smaller number of individuals, beneficiaries, like for instance, a million dollars and there's one beneficiary, they're going to have to take, if they're taking it equally, over 100000 a year out mm-hmm. to have that liquidated in 10 years. And that they may be devastating yeah. to them from a tax standpoint. <laughs> exactly. And, and a lot of times you think, you know, let's say you pass, most, most of us pass in our 70s or so, 80s. You know, right. our kids are probably in their 50s, so they're probably yep. in their highest earning years as well. So that's a hefty, tax, that's a hefty yeah, that, tax bill. That's a discussion I, I have with clients and it helped them to try to understand. I mean, because it's, the vast majority of the clients I work with, um, and I mean, most of the listeners are probably the same way, uh, nothing wrong with it, but they say, hey, if there's anything left, the, the kids can have it, but sure. I'm not planning for it, which right. is great. Yes. I mean, you earned it, you should spend it and enjoy it. Right. You know, um, but don't not plan for saving taxes for potential heirs when it could benefit you either, because the flip side of that coin is, well, what if you don't spend it? Yeah. You know, gotcha. or if you do, then the tax savings is there for you. But yeah, that's. The, the SECURE Act has somewhat changed where you've got to now consider more what the potential tax liability is for money left in IRAs because of the, the elimination of the stretch. Yeah. So has made the Roth more beneficial. They still have to take money out of the Roth in 10 years, but at least it's not taxable. Well, I, for in the interest of time on the podcast this week, I think we've given a few places to think about the benefits of possibly doing a Roth. Let me ask you the opposite side. Is there an example you could share with us, Phil, of someone who maybe should not consider doing a Roth? Anything that's kind of, I know everybody's situation is different, but just kind of maybe a, a generalized, if you're in this kind of category, it might not be a good idea. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a, a lower income need um, scenario, you don't have a pension, your primary income sources is going to be Social Security. You know, you you might even have a couple hundred thousand, maybe even a half a million in an IRA. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're not getting, if you run the math out, getting into a scenario where you're getting forced to take out more money in required minimum distributions than you needed, then sometimes it really doesn't make sense. Okay. You know, especially because all in that scenario, if you look at it, you're probably in retirement, not going to get out of what is now the 12% or, or will be the 15% bracket. 
um, or be very close to that bracket throughout retirement. And going from that bracket to the next bracket, if you're trying to do conversions, that's a big jump. That's 10%. You know, so going from 12 to 22 or 15 to 25, right? a very significant increase, almost a 50% increase in your tax or 100% increase in your tax liability. Okay. So it's, yeah, somebody in that scenario, and that's where I was talking, it, it might not make sense where you've got to run the math, not just today, but long term to see yeah. where am I going to be? Well, and I know we hear conversations sometimes that, you know, if you're 40, 45, 50, a Roth is a good idea. You'll hear that kind of blanket statement. But if you're 65, not so much. Do you think that's kind of a, is that just too generalized based on an age or? Way, way, way too generalized. Okay. I mean, it's interesting. I, I'm just working with a, a couple right now that we've gone through the financial planning process. Mm-hmm. Roth conversions are very beneficial to them. We've laid out the plan. Um, they weren't as comfortable going with a lot of conversions and paying more taxes up front. So right. we customized the plan that they finally were comfortable with. Then they started talking to their friends and their friends are all saying, well, why would you do Roth conversions? That just makes no sense. That's for the younger generation. You know, so now they're questioning. <laughs> oh, geez. And it's, I'm coming back to, I, I said, well, yeah, that's a general concept. That's great, but that's not your scenario. You've got to run the math on your situation. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's different. Exactly. All right. Well, cool. I think that's very helpful. I think we covered a lot of good ground here this week on the podcast. When it comes to Roth conversions, as always, if you are hearing about them, if you want to learn more, if you're thinking it's something that's right for you, always check with a qualified professional like Phil. He's a CPA and a personal financial specialist at AFS Wealth Management. You should know that by now if you're checking out our podcast, but maybe you got it in the newsletter or email from Phil, or maybe you found this on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever platform. Subscribe to us there as well. And of course, you can listen to past episodes, future episodes, and all that good kind of stuff. But always check with a qualified professional like Phil, 248-888-7530. If you've got those questions, 248 248- Eight 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 seven five three zero. And speaking of email questions, or speaking of questions, we got an email question that has come into the website afswealthmgt.com, and it's from Jerry. And Jerry, where's Jerry at? He's over in Livonia, and he says, uh, "I just looked at my Social Security estimate, Phil, and it shows the the breakdown. You know that sixty two, sixty six, and seventy yep, different ages. And yeah. he's, he says, I'm blown away, big caps, about how much more I'll get at seventy. So I'm kind of inclined to wait until then to start my Social Security." even though I'm considering retirement at 67. I'm assuming this is a good course of action. What do you think? Again, it, it kind of depends. Um, and this is often the scenario that the first thing to realize is retirement doesn't mean you have to file for Social Security. So mm-hmm. Jerry, in your case, you're absolutely right. You can retire at 66 or 7 and wait. Um, and sometimes it makes a lot of sense to do that. There's a lot of factors that go into that. Survivorship is a great factor to understand because you're, if you're, especially as the larger benefit, then that benefits being grown or a surviving spouse if your spouse um, outlives you, if you're married. Um, another factor we just talked about Roth conversions is how Roth conversions play into the Social Security decision because by delaying it, if we do that, we've now created a, a window of opportunity with lower income potentially that we can do more conversions um, before return on Social Security. Um, and Social Security taxation is a whole nother discussion to get into where it plays into to Roth conversions. So gotcha. um, we teach classes on uh, Social Security and the, and the tax aspects of retirement and discussion we have all the time uh, with our clients as well as, as go through in the class. So I'd encourage you to come to one of the classes. 
All right. Well, if you'd like to learn more, you can always go to the website and lots of good tools, tips, and resources at Phil's website, AFSWealthMGT.com. That's AFS for AFS Wealth Management, AFSWealthMGT.com. Check them out there and you can always call them as well. And let's wrap it up, Phil, with just a little fun getting to know you this week. Uh, now, are you? We were talking about you know in geography here, and we kind of kicked the show off in landscapes. And are you a native uh, Michigander? I am, yeah, Michigander, born and bred, and lived here all my life. Okay, so ne- never made it out of the state. <laughs> okay, anything special about where? Where'd you grow up at in Michigan? Uh, I grew up in northern Michigan. Spent the majority of my growing up years in a like Traverse called, City or well Frankfurt. Oh, oh yeah, Frank, yeah, 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 yeah. Little little resort type community. I mean, our population. Not, not to be confused with Frank and Moose. quadrupled in, in the <laughs> summertime when you know everyone came back up to, to live on Crystal Lake, right? Uh, which is where their cottages were. Um, but what was unique about Frankfurt is it was where we lived. We were less than a mile from Lake Michigan and from uh, Crystal Lake. So when we had the, the best of both worlds, mm, the big nice. lake, the bluffs, you know, you can go. We had horses growing up, so we used to ride out uh, on the bluffs all the time or go to Crystal Lake was a, a beautiful, um, smaller, I mean, smaller, it's still a pretty big in, inland lake that's uh, crystal clear and just a gorgeous swimming and fishing lake. So nice. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's great. I love up north. We, we go back up there. My parents now live in Traverse City, so we go up okay. there a lot in yeah. the summer. So. Uh, you know, for uh, when you first said Frankfurt, I was like, wait, not to confuse myself with Frankenmuth. <laughs> yeah, not Frankenmuth. Yeah. <laughs> Frankfurt, yeah. No, I got yeah, Frankfurt. I went, yeah, I got it once you started going, but I was like, wait, wait, Frank, no, not Frankenmuth, not Christmas Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, not not Christmas town. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. That sounds uh, sounds like a lovely place to grow up. So there you go. Very cool. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts. Again, if you've got questions about uh, Roth conversions, that was our main topic today. Give Phil a jingle at two four eight 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 seven five three zero. Share the podcast with uh, someone who might benefit from the message. You can do so on various different outlets, and of course, you can subscribe to it on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, iHeart, various platforms. And all that can be found at Phil's website, AFSWealthMGT.com. Phil, my friend, I'll see you soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you next time, folks, here on the program. This is Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.